This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you enjoy this. This is on the back foot. Hello, podcast friends. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, we've got another interview for you today with Tom Saville of the Dark Peak Fell Runners. The day before I met up with Tom to do the interview, I'd been out in the Peak District taking part in something which was called the uh, Totley Choco. Neil Stabs, the uh, captain of Totley who gets things done, as opposed to this captain speaking to you now, uh, was, he's put together something really nice for us. So he did a... It was a navigational task um, which began in the sheep field, just uh, the sheep pen just off Higger. I was stood in the corner of the pen for a good 10, 10 minutes, well, probably five minutes first trying to fold my map in the wind, followed by marching over to the opposite corner, convinced I was now stood in the northwest corner when I was actually in the north east corner and uh, had a good traipse around there for a good five ten minutes before finding the first stake in the ground so uh, not the meat stakes but the wooden stakes he'd uh, put some in the floor he'd put grid references on them and he would put some clues on them as where to go so after calling my friend Jamie <laughs> crisis Rutherford as, as we must now call him every time I'm in a big <laughs> In a big one, let's let's see what Jamie says. Um, yeah, so there I was, and we found the first stake. Jamie stayed on the phone to to check I understood where I was going. And I told him about where I was off because Jamie had already done the choco a couple of weeks before and warned me that you know I might might take a bit of time on it, but I'd have a good day out, whatever. Luckily, it was a nice sunny day last Saturday. Um, the weather was on my side. I headed up over Surprise View, over towards Padley Gorge. Found myself in a place called Lawrence Field. And I was quite pleased with myself. I hand railed, I think is the uh, correct term, uh, along the side of the the, uh, the map, uh, down the side of the field, by the fence. And I found myself in the middle of nowhere, but Quite confident I was in roughly the right grid reference, um, you know, the right square anyway. And started looking around. I looked up, I saw my friend's van going past. I thought, oh, it's a sign, sign from above that something must be right. And as I stumbled over this stile, I saw another stake. So there was number two. And I remembered now that actually on one side he'd written clues as well as grid references. So off I popped to the next grid reference and after finding my way across the river, I'd even learnt the name of the woods that I was in. I really was becoming um, one with the map. I knew I was heading for a quarry now and I could see a sort of open space on the map where I thought the grid reference was telling me. Couldn't quite work out the way up there so I was following a footpath and I thought, nah, I'm going to just, just direct line this. I went up through through just up a little trod and through some trees and then I realized where I was and I thought hmm, I wonder if it's I wonder if it's under this nice big rock that I've sometimes stood on and enjoyed the views of the valley 
and lo and behold there it was right in the corner again so i treated myself i had a little sit down and enjoyed a triple breakfast sandwich um sat on a little throne of rocks that i was very proud of and enjoyed the view and i was most amused at myself because really now twice i'd stumbled across these uh, stakes with you know some pretty punting um navigation i would say and i thought right let's have a little look at this one now you've finished your sandwiches and i looked at the grid reference and i was you know peeked over the page of the map because it was on the it was on the other side and it was a bit of an awkward one to fold but never mind i thought i know exactly where that is that is burbage reservoir where lots of people go swimming and i don't even need the map i think the fastest way across there because i've ran around that terrain a lot will be go direct i know that going direct it'll be awful terrain but i genuinely think that it'll get me there quicker so i got on my way i didn't you know put the map in the bag i was that happy i knew where i was going and i ran to burbage reservoir just in time to see a naked man with a man bun getting out of the water uh, it was a real treat on my saturday afternoon and I thought, right, now I've just got to wander up this path and find another stake in the ground. This is how it works. I wandered up the path for a good 10 minutes and thought, there's no... I was looking for a pole. Didn't see a pole. I thought, hmm. So I con consulted the map again and I realised that the one that we all call Barbara Reservoir is not Barbara Reservoir. That, that has long drained and... It, I know exactly where that is too and actually look at the map that's where it should be so I carried on to the old Barbara Reservoir and this is about half a mile up the road and now I've realised that after wandering around looking for more stakes on the floor I've not found any and I've really gone back and looked and I've, what I've done is I've, I've not read the grid reference properly because in the middle page part of the map that I've folded it didn't have the numbers right there and I'd gone in the wrong box completely. So I should have been on Totley Moor. So I spent about three mile detour across crap ground to then go to one reservoir which wasn't a reservoir to go to another reservoir where I needn't have been in the first place. As soon as I rectified my mistake and crossed the road and I was finding signs again, there was a nice herd of sheep welcoming me to Totley Moor and thought I'm going to follow this, I know where I'm going, roughly, and I, there it was. So it took me about five minutes when I actually was in the right right uh, grid reference. On to the next one. This was easily my best bit of navigation. Planned the route, nailed it, found a stake straight away again on the wall. Next one, I realise it's a really long-winded story and I'm sorry. The next one I went into um, Burbage Valley and it said boulder, and I thought that looks like a nice big boulder, wandered over and there it was, another stake on the floor, and I followed the last grid reference to a cave, uh, which was near Stanage, got there, and for my six hours out, in, in uh, lovely conditions I must say, hiking and walking and running, and um, I was rewarded with some mouldy chocolate, which is about as good as this story is for you guys, rewarded with all that description of a man wandering around the peaks mouldy chocolate so some lovely person in the club had decided that they shouldn't be greedy and eat all the dairy milk they should just have a nibble and then wrap it back up not properly covered but just you know wrap it a bit in the 
dairy milk case and put it back in the tin, which probably wasn't airtight, which is left on a hillside for weeks on end. So I opened the tin for all my toil and nearly, well, it made me wretch a little bit. Um, but I'd had such a good day out. And thanks to Neil Stubbs, that was a wonderful effort that you made, mate, putting that all together. I had a great day out. I improved as a navigator, even though Strava evidence might suggest otherwise. And I had a really lovely time. So that was a great day out and definitely a good way to, uh, if anyone does any things like that with their running club, a good fun game. But please, please make sure that you don't put unwrapped chocolate back in a tin. In other news, I will very briefly talk about the cinema because that's how else I'm filling my time. I've been to see Amsterdam, which I thought was very good. I've been to see The Lost King, and it's a good job that I don't have hair because looking at some of the Richard III haircuts, which were kind of amazing, especially the one guy she spoke to on Zoom, I kind of came away from this. It was a good British comedy, you know, kind of feel-good one. I thought, God, I'd love a Richard III haircut. So I might include one of them on any of the social media just because I really would look fantastic with a hairstyle like that, as would every man in the country. And he was a much maligned figure, so clearly we should bring his hairstyle back. I've seen The Banshees of Inshirin, which was a wonderful film, very dark humour. Um, I don't feel any of these films you necessarily have to rush to the cinema for. Cinematically, the last one's probably the best one. Um, but they're a lovely way to you know get your recovery, watch a good film. I don't like to have a little packet of yoghurt-coated co- raisins and yoghurt-coated pe- peanuts. Um, open them both, have them on my lap and uh, just pick out of either one and you never know, you might get a raisin, you might get a peanut. It's a great game. I don't have. I do have a favourite, because actually I spilled one pack the other day. I was like, oh God, I hope it's not the raisins. So there we are. That brings us to our interview. And I won't hesitate to hold you back anymore. Here he is. Hello listeners, I'm joined today by Tom Savile. Yeah, we've just been catching up, talking about my latest navigational adventures. Tom's been giving me some tips. And we were also talking before that about Zwifting and what else were we? Something Um, else. Biscuits. Biscuits. The lot. So it's (laughs) it's a pleasure to be joined by the captain of Dark Peak Fell Runners after very successful um, fell relays. Maybe that's a place to start, Tom. First of all, well done in assembling a team um i managed to get one together <laughs> whereas you put together how many um there was eight in total but i think just just the five men's teams um and the three women's teams so, uh, so well, wow so yeah enough, enough yeah teams. <laughs> you have two two men's senior teams so yeah in, in total we had a men's a team men's b team uh vet 40s men's vet 50s um, and then a mixed, and then we had a women's A, women's B, and a women's bet fifties. That's brilliant. Um, trying to trying to, yeah. I mean, the categories when we set out entering them were slightly different, and then then as the 
dropouts came and, and everything got reshuffled, we, we could change the categories a bit. So we actually had, yeah. we ended up with a really good mixed team in the end because yeah. a few they, little dropouts. Did they win or second? Second. Second, second mix. Yeah, yeah. First men's, which obviously yeah. we'll come to. And second in the second in the vet fifties, I think. And then women's vet fifties were third. I don't know, maybe they won. Women's vet fifties won and we're third in the vet forty category, if that counts. Okay. But yeah. Edit that yeah. Out. Okay. Uh, make <laughs> sure that you sound like you're bang on with that. Yeah. <laughs> so did you organise all the men's teams, all five of them? So I originally we had a we wanted to get a vet sixty team in. Um which I gave to somebody else to organise because I'm not. I'm just not familiar with like yeah. how well people are running um, mm-hmm. in the vet sixties. Um, similar with the vet fifties. So I think Mike Mike Nolan was bringing oh, yeah, them up, and um, he got he, he knows better. So um, yeah, I only really had the to actually select for was the mixed, the open men's, and the vet forties. So still again, still enough. <laughs> very good going. So, I how mean, about, how about you? <laughs> I got a bet forties together, so I played the card of let's wait till we've got all the teams filled before we enter, which might be a schoolboy. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it always changes anyway. So you, if if you yeah if you know you can definitely get a team, then yeah. I, we can just. I mean, it depends on the club size. We know we can always field the team, so we just enter them and we can always find somebody. But, um, but you know what it's like for Totley. I mean, finance <laughs> is tight in Totley, so we don't like to <laughs> put all the uh, entries in too early. <laughs> no, I just wasn't aware of that. I didn't think that they would, would uh, sell out. So, yeah, that was a bit of a shame. But um, what was I going to say? It's the same format next year, just so you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm prepared for next You're year. You're blown out. I guess I'll give you a little bit on that as well, because I suppose you learnt from last year as well, after... Yeah, flying well, you and Patton. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, it's a shame <laughs> you and come around this year, but um, yeah, it was. You, you just. I was really reluctant to put him in in the A team, and I think yeah. again, like if it's the first relays you've done. You just. You you you're also thinking like, pressure. Do I want the pressure of the A team, yeah, yeah. and then um, I think the lack of pressure meant that you could just like absolutely last round it was ridiculous but, um, I think you're right yeah, yeah next, year, stroke, next really. year we'll actually well next year we'll have an embed team so <laughs> very nice yeah yeah we'll get uh, Ewan back fit hopefully he's uh, had a little injury hasn't he but um, yeah he's getting there but, he's uh, getting there yeah, yeah. he'll be back for next year that was that was pretty amazing wasn't it and he just like appeared and everyone was like no idea who that lad is yeah. how old is he like 17 at the time you think yeah just yeah just yeah. 17 so he, he, he was only <laughs> Could only just it could only run like one or four. Yeah, I thought I should chance it, go for like one and enjoy it because it's like a race basically. You don't have to. You're all it's, yeah. It's because one last start, the same time, so they? Yeah. it's not as confusing, and you don't have to really think about pushing yourself when nobody's around you. You can just yeah. just race it like a normal race. But um, yeah, Josh was saying, oh, I've had, a, I've had an awful run, like, and then um, we came in and oh, did you? Yeah, he did well as you well. But did you see you? And did you see you? And he's like, oh yeah, he beat me. I'm like. No, mate, you beat everyone yeah, like, yeah. by like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, not just you. And I sort of realised that, yeah, he didn't. It's not a chance yeah. against our, our B team. But um, he a blind. feel sorry for the B team lads that went out in, in, in first. first on two. <laughs> um, one of which I'd, I'd sort of convinced, oh, he'd be great, he'd be good fun. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> oh, what, you dragged him in saying, just yeah. mate, just do it for the yeah, crap. Put you in the B like... team, you'll have fun, it'll be great. Goes out in the lead. Oh, no, it's yeah. not. Because one of the lads on the B-leg was like proper... Cramp, Mega bonk. Cramp, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Cramp>. yeah <laughs> exactly. So. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> just, just going out way too hard because 
I sort of put them in the situation where they were they were winning effectively. So, yeah. Um, yeah, none of that this year. It was a much more balanced approach to the um, <laughs> the teams. Um, and yeah, it, it paid off. So. But also, if someone's going to announce themselves at a relays like that, you don't always know that's coming, do you? No, 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 no. We knew it was good, but I didn't know I was going to win it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty special. So yeah, so then it was up in Car. How do I pronounce it? Because is it Carnethy? Carnethy, I think, but I'm not an expert. On that. <laughs> <laughs> and going you put with, together. What you think? <laughs> yeah. So like you say, so you took five teams up this year from the men's. You took two senior men's. What was your senior men's lineup then? Talk us through it, Tom, and, and how it went for the for the A team. Um, so originally we actually had um, Chet, Chet Gillespie oh, yeah. on the first leg, um, but unfortunately he was ill a few days before, so okay. bumped up um, Bertie Horton from the B team. He's been running well and in the... Yeah, he's been running the local stuff week, and it, yeah, yeah. getting back into bowl running and um, he's been running well for Armstrong as well on the road, yeah. so he's, he's really fit. And um, yeah, he did, did a great job, came back in second, so um, yeah, you can't, you can't ask for much better when <laughs> the winner last, was... Last um, yeah, and the w- the winner of that leg was um, Chris Richards. So, yeah, and he was like a few minutes in front anyway. So like, yeah, yeah, finishing leg one at the head of the field, like it's so early on. Yeah, you just you just want to be in the mix, and yeah. you're definitely up there. Oh, brilliant. And then um, probably yeah, jo- Johnny Prickmore and Nathan Lawson, both both yeah. volunteers, both yeah. pretty well matched and can run on rough terrain for the long leg. So that was a yeah, I wanted to get the strongest pairing I think on the longer leg. Yeah. So that's where you can gain or, or potentially lose the most time. And I think it was it worked played to our advantage in that there was quite a bit of rough stuff apparently yeah. on that, that leg. Yeah. Just I think on like the first big descent there was quite a bit of rough terrain. Um, mm-hmm. but that was also balanced out with quite a lot of runnable terrain apparently. So you put two orientees but not on the nav leg. Not on the nav leg, yeah. no. Um strategy. So, yeah, yeah good. Sort of. <laughs> um, and <laughs> then, giving us your reasoning. Yeah, yeah. It paid so off, so. I was on the nav leg. <laughs> Not reading the map um, <laughs> with um, Joe Woodley, yeah. who is who is an orienteer. Yeah, and done the nav leg before. It's solid. So um, yeah, just just left the navigation to him and perfect. Make sure I could keep up. I'll try to keep up, and then um, yeah, we we were actually very evenly matched. We ran together at Hodgson's yeah. a couple of weeks before, and we were well matched there. Um, neither of us really need to nav at the Hodgson's because I knew the route. We that was more of a we could actually both run to our uh-huh. sort of limit with our partner so we got a good idea of how we ran together and because it went so well and we quite evenly matched I thought like I think we can do the nav like as long as I don't like kill Joe in the first climb and he just gets <laughs> brain fog and can't navigate um because then I'd be like right where are we going so how did you um, approach that did you go a little bit easier in the first time or I did just you let just... Joe drive I was a passenger <laughs> oh, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think when we got towards the end it was it was quite a good like when we got towards the end I sort of I, I did find my legs a bit more and, and could push on a little bit, but mm. I think we were both trying pretty hard at that point. And then Joe, so Joe ended up falling into a pond as well. Which is quite... <laughs> Talk us a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was before, before the last couple of controls, um, we just taken a direct line. And um, <laughs> I did look at my map afterwards and there was a pond on the map, but we just ended up gunning it down this hill and we had to cross the, cross the valley and go slightly up the other side. Yeah, just straight lining it, and there was some reeds, and um, just straight through the reeds. There was something weird happened actually, because I was following it all on. It's not SI entries, is it? It's it's SI was, yeah, so the controls were in the wrong place. Seven and eight were switched round. Were they? Because um, there was one point where you suddenly appeared, Dark Peak appeared at the bottom, like yeah, they had. We, got, we like, got DQ'd. 
technically. Um, because that we, yeah, because the controls were put out in the wrong place. Yeah. It's so you ran the route in the right way, but yeah. they put the wrong eight, like seven dibber. and eight were the wrong. Yeah, the seven and eight dibber boxes were in the wrong. So it's like position. a technical error. Yeah, yeah. So they corrected it actually. I think they managed. They might have managed to correct it before anybody else finished. I think. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was mad because I think at one point you were disqualified, and then yeah. next point you were back in. I remember so. being in the tent, like talking to like the guy that was on the SI station, <laughs> and we were just like what's going on like, have, we, have we messed this up yeah um, but, but the thing is like Joe had fallen in the pond so he just <laughs> run through these reeds and he was quite quite sort of like hellbent on still going through the reeds to the point where he was like up to his waist and I was Joe's just, not a small chap either no no I was just about I was like I was maybe I had my ankles in the water and I was like I'm going to go round and um, he just sort of questioned me like oh you're going round I was like yeah and he was like yeah, I can't touch the bottom. <laughs> so I went sort of round. It was literally only about five metres to go round. So yeah. it was nothing at all. Yeah. Um, and I, I sort of got over the stream and was like, I don't know where Joe is. And I could like hear him panting. So I'm like, all right, he's like, his head's above the water. It's fine. And I just hung around a bit. And I was like, oh, it's Has he got here. a straw out? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, I don't think it was that deep. But it was, he was, it, I think if he would have gone all the way across, he would have, been, he would have had to swim part of it. Um, so yeah, we, we lost a bit of time, but I think the problem was Joe was like freezing <laughs> and the next climb was like quite gradual. Yeah. So I think he was just like cramping up a bit and so I was a bit oh, ahead no. and I thought, you know what, like I can read, like, I can read the map for this. So I'm like, right, I'll, I'll just make sure I get the right line and he can, he can just focus on Get himself back. getting himself back warm at least just by bringing up this <laughs> slight incline. And then, um, so I did actually get to that control and... I was there a bit before Joe. I was like, oh, I might as well go to the control. Wait until he got there before I did. Yeah. And um, I noticed on the box it said like, leg three, um, like controller checkpoint eight. And I looked yeah. at my map and I'm like, it says seven on here. And I was <laughs> like, I've not really been paying attention for most of this. Yeah, because Joe's so, been doing it. Because Joe's been doing it. So I'm like, no, nah, I'll do. Oh, I mean, we're definitely in the right place. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. Boop. And then Joe arrived <laughs> and we headed off to number eight. And because that was the last control and it was on a downhill slope, yeah. We literally ran past it and he grabbed it and just like dipped as fast as I can and just like tried to not lose as much momentum. So I, yeah. you didn't you don't read the control. We're like, no. that's definitely it. It's on the corner of a fence in some yeah, trees, yeah. like straight away. Joe's already like just going down the slope. So I'm like, right, catch up. Run into the finish. Yeah, all great because we're like first in, like buzzing. Yeah. Get in the tent and it's like, oh yeah, you've you've done something wrong. That's and that's all. when we're like unpicking it all and thinking like, oh, what's going on? I don't think none of us really knew, and then I just kept look. I had a quick look at like the actual printout you get. Yeah. And I was like, "What's like?" There was like an extra one in it, and I'm thinking yeah. like, "What's going on here?" And it's yeah, we figured out that like seven and eight were the wrong way around. And I was like, "Oh yeah, it did say eight on the yeah. seven checkpoint, but I didn't wow. check the eight checkpoint to see if it said seven because I was going like racing basically." Yeah. So yeah, I think, were you were in first. Were you in first position in the whole relays at that point as well. Yeah. So we came. We came on where we yeah. we handed over with about we got about a minute, a minute and a half lead. So they must have been like they must have had to rectify that some type some way through the computers or something. They must yeah, have been I think like, it just oh, God, it just it just <laughs> it just relabeled them. I think on the okay. on the system. I think they could just reallocate yeah the control like numbers or something. But anyway, they they managed to fix it because we we had a we got in and um, we extended that lead to just over four minutes. Yeah. So but were you like proper worried that oh no we've ruined it somehow we've like yeah. missed something or. That would be heartbreaking, wouldn't it? To be yeah, leaving, at the same you know? time, though, we were, like, because it was at the end and it wasn't, 
con- con- it wasn't that technical. Yeah. Like, we're like, I don't, like, we're confident we've done the right route and we've been to the right points. Even, yeah. even with me looking at that at that point, I was like, I actually <laughs> concentrated for that bit, so I know what we've done. And Joe, Joe was still aware of where we were and what yeah. like, Orienteer, but um, is he still shivering at this point? <laughs> yeah. Recovered from the pond? He, he looked very cold when he finished because it still wasn't like it was probably you're at a point in the race where like you, you just sort of knackered really, like yeah. you get into that like limit. And we had a big descent, it fell in the pond, and then we didn't have much of a climb, like so it was, it was, it was mainly fast running. So yeah. I'd, I'd put it down to the wind chill, but um, <laughs> so the speed we're going, but um, no, I think it just didn't didn't have a chance to warm up really. And also, because your legs are sort of getting heavier, and if you had cramp as well, you, it's hard to get moving. So, um, but yeah, we had it was great running in like first, and um, but yeah, it wasn't great to stand in the tent considering how many fell relays have you done now, like yourself? How many have um, you involved in? I think I've been to, I've, I've run in everyone since 2013, but I've missed, I didn't run in last year, so I think that's the first time I didn't run yeah, because then, someone's injured. And I've not always been in the A team either. I think and then a few where I've had a cold or something and just not been running. Yeah. That's decent. Probably about right. <laughs> what's, what's like the highest you've placed as a, as a team? I've won it before. You have won it team. before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you captain then? No, no. So it's only the last. It's only the last few years where I've really been captain. Um. So before that was Rob Little was captain. Okay. Um. Was captain for quite a while. Over, yeah. Over ten years. I think. Oh wow. Um. And I think in that time, Reese was telling me the other day. In that time, it's something like. It, we've got a really good record. It's, it's something like eight years, nine yeah. medals. That's decent. Um. What with Rob. Yeah, captain. yeah. So wow. we, I think we we won a medal nearly every what, year. What was he doing? Like amazing speeches? Or <laughs> no idea, no idea. Um, I, I need that secret. But uh, I think yeah, the team layout was part of it. Like having yeah. having a solid orienteer on that third mm. that third leg. Well, whichever leg the nav leg is. I suppose you're yeah. saying like you know for, you were talking earlier about how you know like Matt Elkington and people through Shuok, which is orienteering and they yeah. do a lot of those orienteers tend to like in Sheffield a lot of the road runners tend to feed into Hampshire Harriers and a lot of the orienteers they tend to feed into yeah you get a lot of the Shuok feeding into Dark Peak I mean Matt Matt Elkinson all over yeah. in Brambleside now he he won the relays as part of the Dark Peak team uh, okay yeah. um so before he moved to the lakes but um yeah Chris Chris Jones orienteer he's, yeah. he runs part of winning Dark Peak team a few times Okay. And there's there's Reese and even even Reese and little Rob and yeah. um Neil Northrop come from yeah. Shuok. Yeah. So actually there's I mean, if you think of the team this year, um Bert, Bertie was at Sheffield Juni, although uh-huh. he wasn't part of Shuok, he was part of the Athletics Club. Yeah. Um Johnny and Nathan were both yeah. Shuok, me and Joe are both Shuok. Yeah. And the only one that wasn't was Finley Grant, but that's yeah, that's the only one really we could do. <laughs> could nearly have a university. And Finley is Finley moved to Sheffield or I think Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Um, I think Chesterfield. I don't know. Yeah. He's not studying in Sheffield. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, he's a transfer. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he lives closer to Totley, really. But um, yeah. But I, 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 I don't mean, think they're going to be poaching him. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd always dreamed of putting on the green vest. Just mm. He's just just after the trophies, but you know. <laughs> no, he's a he's an asset. <laughs> not not that we need him to run very hard this year, but um, yeah, you know, he got the glory leg. Um, yeah, 
So he was he would have started like four. How, how much of a little lead had you given him? Uh, f- just over four minutes. Nice. So, okay. And there's not. I don't think there's there's not many people that would catch four minutes on him. I think no. especially if he ever had to race, if that makes sense. He's um, pretty handy, isn't he? Yeah, I think even even though he didn't <laughs> even though he didn't have much racing to do, um, I think he still set some pretty decent times on like some of the segments around the yeah. course, like the last descent stuff. Um, nice. But how long a recce did he do the week the day before? I saw him the day before Hodgson's. <laughs> Most of it, I think. <laughs> it's good commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, his his commitment's quite impressive, isn't it? I see him like having to get the trains everywhere and yeah, like, cycling, cycling yeah, a fair bit. Um, yeah, which is probably quite good as part of the session. To be fair, like cycling and doing a run and cycling yeah. back, like it, it is probably actually quite good for your legs. It's just the weather that. Um, might put people up. <laughs> but you quite like the old Zwifty indoors we were saying about before. Um, was that like a thing coming back from injury, you say? Um, in a, yeah, sort of. I mean, yeah. I've, I've used to, I used to race cycling anyway. Okay. So I used to do cyclocross when I was younger. Probably should yeah. just go back through your history because rumour has it you did a Bob Graham at like 10 years old or something. Yeah, yeah. 16. <laughs> <laughs> not That's the not youngest. Bad. Not the youngest, but... Um, is it not the youngest? No, no. Um, I think the youngest is 13. That's Ben Squibb. So what, and um, then like social services were learning? <laughs> <or? laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. No, he's still... I think he's still... Last time I last time I looked into it, he was still running. So yeah. he was he was yeah. So if you ran a Bob Graham at sixteen years old, how old were you when you were like, I know what a Bob Graham is. I'd like to do a Bob Graham, and you know that process started. Um. So, yeah, I don't it's know, happening it's... to me now at like thirty six, <laughs> and the process probably started at like thirty two. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's. It's probably just a completely different process to what most people yeah go through really. So I, I think I did I did a lot of cyclocross when I was younger, and I think at ten I was allowed to start doing the trunts junior races. Yeah, yeah. So I did did a few of them, and and also like because you still do them quite a lot, don't you? Like them? Yeah, yeah. nice nice little sharpener, nice little low key race, <laughs> and um. So yeah, I did not. I'm not in the junior category anymore. I run the run the adult race. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't run the junior trunks. The old dark peak captain. Rocking. When will he move up a category? <laughs> um, we need to kick him out of the junior race soon. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um, no, so um, which I, yeah, I went along to. I wouldn't say I was like like really enjoyed the trunks, but I went along yeah. to it. And I did did like my cycling. Um, youth squad sessions on mon- Monday or Tuesday nights like, oh, around, okay. around a go-kart track so it was all just yeah just just cycling mainly cycling like get out when I was 13 I'd get out on like the weekends of the local club and yeah did quite a lot of miles but um I think at 10 I don't really know how it came about but I ended up running slash walking the Grindleford Gallop route okay. with my dad Wow. Um, which is like 21 miles. Like the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I really no idea, no idea how it came about. And I think it was something <laughs> like, I bet I could do that. And yeah. my dad went, go on then. And I'll, <laughs> I'll come with you. And I was like, just like, I don't know, just a um, bit too stern. I was like, yeah, fine yeah. then, I'll do it. And I think the wheels fell off maybe about halfway. Um, That's still pretty good. So what, you ran the first 10 miles? Yeah, jogs, ran. I mean, it will probably be like, what yeah sort of ultra running sort of yeah like pay. i think we didn't set well i wasn't allowed to enter 
because I was yeah. old enough. And then we didn't. I don't think we set off with the runners. We set yeah. off with the. We set off between the runners and the walkers because there's like a time difference. Yeah. You know? So we're catching up maybe some of the walkers, but we like we were going to get caught by the runners. So yeah, I think I think it was like jog the flats, uh-huh. walk the uphills, nice. Jog the downhills and see. Yeah. And your dad yeah. thought this would be a laugh, like <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Let's show this little upstart. <laughs> this will get me out and get my miles in the weekend on. Yeah. Just drag him with me. That's fun. amazing. So, what did you place? Third, fourth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it. I, I don't know how long it took. Um, I, I sort of think it was about seven or eight hours. That's so good. Long, long day. Um, and I basically ended up doing it. When I was twelve as well, yeah. I went back and just did the same again, and then yeah. that's about an hour off my time. And I was Isn't like, it? "That's actually the last time I did the Gruffin Callum. Never done it since. Um, I should probably revisit it. But um, yeah, you have to. Yeah. So I, then at twelve, I was, I think that's when I was like, yeah, I still wasn't a runner. Like yeah. I still do just do the trunks. I do cyclocross yeah. and maybe do some road racing on the bike and um, like junior circuit racing, crit racing. Yeah. And then thirteen. Was your dad a runner though? You said that your dad yeah. was getting the miles. Yeah. In. So, you, so, so that was how you were probably like aware of the Grindleford Gallop. Yeah, 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 yeah. My dad had joined Dark Peak when the year I was born. So, I oh, think. Okay. so he was, he was, I think at that point he'd done a couple of the big rounds. Yeah. So he'd done like the Bob Graham and maybe the Paddy. Okay. And the, I don't know how I don't know how old. Yeah, he had done the Paddy and he'll probably done the Ramsey at that point as well. Yeah. Because he did the Paddy when I was about. 10, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, thought you had a big year going to Full with you, Paddy. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was the same year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could have been, yeah. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, then I was th- when I was 13, that's when I started running with Dark Peak on like the Wednesday nights, oh, just okay. with the older yeah. old boys, really, just so it's not it's not fast, but yeah. a bit stop start, but it was sort of enough to. You're like the Dark Peak golden child, aren't you? <laughs> 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 just been around forever. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, and then I think I did my first, like, 100-mile bike ride as well when I was 13. Wow. So, and I did the Fred Witten as well, but I wasn't not allowed to enter that. Okay. Just had to Just had to go and do it. Um, and then, yeah, as I, as I got towards, like, 16, I started, like, I wasn't great as a cyclist, really. I did, like, the three-peak cyclocross yeah. and stuff, but did all right as a junior. But then, um, yeah, I think I sort of, at 16 is where I sort of started to switch towards more okay. running. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I think I did like another dark peak thing, mad thing, um, which was like the Bradfield boundary, oh, like really? a fifty mile okay. route from yeah. from Loxley round the Bradfield parish boundary, which is one of the <laughs> biggest in the country, I think, uh, biggest in England maybe, and it goes all the way into the peak round like Langset over Ki- over Bleaklow, okay, um, yeah. round Lady Bower up back up over Stanage and back into Loxley down Rutland, oh, wow. so it's it's about fifty miles. It was a it was a thing that's just organised every year as a as a club, and some people come do parts, all of it. Yeah, have a support van and have like um, soup and beer and stuff afterwards. Oh, nice. Uh, not not at sixteen. Um, <laughs> just just um, <laughs> sexual um, litigation. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it sounds like a yeah. <laughs> how, to, how to raise a child to be an alcoholic um, and, and push them to run. Hundreds of miles. Hey, he gave um, you soup. Like, let's not give him a hard time. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I did that basically, and I was, I'm 
I'm, I'm most definitely the youngest person to finish that. And that, yeah. that was about 12 hour run. Wow. Just 12 and a half hours in that year because it was, it was pretty bad weather in places. It was quite muddy, I think. Um, is it a runnable route? I'm hearing some of it. Mostly. Thinking, so, mostly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, since then, I've actually done that. But, like, now I've grown up, as it were. Yeah. And um, it is a good route. And I've, um, I think I've done it in nine and a half hours. Okay. So it's... Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it, it, yeah. I mean, the, the stuff close to Sheffield is runnable, and as you get towards more bleak, Clough, yeah, it's a bit more boggy and stuff. But actually, once once on your way back again, it's all it's it's all fairly rollable again. So yeah. it can be quite fast. I mean, I've never done it in summer. No, it's like a winter thing. But um, I think it, in summer it'd be it'd be a good fast route. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, when I did that, um, my dad was my dad sort of said, "Oh, you've just run like fifty miles in twelve and a bit hours." Yeah. Like Bob Graham's like. What seven sixty? Yeah, or whatever. Six, um, is it sixty six or something? No. Yeah, I, I mean it varies. Yeah, depending on your skill or whose GPS you use. But um, yeah, so six sixty odd. Yeah, um, and you get twice as long. Yeah. So I was like, nah, I'm, it's all right. I'm not not that bothered really. Has he done one at this point? Yeah, 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 yeah. One, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm not that bothered about it. I don't yeah. really get the, don't really get it. Like, yeah. I quite enjoyed that, but I'm yeah. not. Not fussed about Bob Graham. I don't, don't, not really, don't really know what it means. I've seen like my dad had this certificate on the wall, so I knew like, oh, it's a Bob Graham. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that was sixteen. So I was doing my GCSEs, and um, I think it just got closer and closer to the Bob Darby Bob Graham weekend. And um, my dad, my dad had told, told like Richard, he's like, oh, he might, he might have a go. He might mm. not like, but if he did, would there be a problem? So, yeah. And Richard said, like, no, like, as long as, obviously, you're there, yeah. you've got support, people, people, like, people know you, so <laughs> you'll be all right. And um, they, know, they, they, they believe point. that you were sort of, like, capable and you look yeah, after yourself. Well, they, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't to, be to an, to an extent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I just sort of, I think it just got closer and closer. I, I wasn't, I still wasn't really fussed, and I was concentrating on doing my GCSEs, and it got, I think it got to, like, the week before. And my dad's like, if you want to do it, yeah, like just let me know. Like I, was, I said, oh, go on then. Like I'll set <laughs> off. Like you see how far I get. It's not like yeah. oh, I'm gonna go and do this. I'm just like, well, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, because I got my exam timetable through by then, so I knew I could get there. Yeah, um, and it's sort of starting on Friday, it's Friday evening at like I think it was like what? Oh, so it's like in the middle of your exam clock. So actually, it was my it, the way it fell. It was it was just after it was. It was the day of my last exam. Okay, it wasn't like some mad like get out of revision. Kind no, no, of no. So actually, I think that's that's why I was think I was holding off because I yeah. just I just didn't know if I could do it. Yeah. And then, but I think the way my exam time fell, I the dark peak start was on the Friday. Yeah. And I remember that day quite well because I had a I had an RE exam in the morning and I had a physics exam in the afternoon. <laughs> and um, basically, to get to the start in time, I had to finish the physics exam. Straight out, um, straight out of the school, straight into my dad waiting in the car. Yeah. And I got stripped straight up to the lakes. And um, yeah, I arrived <laughs> at the Dark Peak camp, still in my school uniform. Um, <laughs> my dad had packed my bags and everything, so like, we're all sorted from that, the nights before. Yeah. yeah, rocks for my school uniform. I think there's there's definitely like pictures of, of that like, somewhere on <laughs> yeah, the Dark Peak website. <laughs> um, just like rock, rock. So I've got changed and um, set off at. 7 p.m. ish, I think. Um, yeah, I think I didn't have any support organized, so just carried my own stuff on leg one. And then by the time I got to leg two, my dad had like scrambled together some people to carry my stuff for me. So yeah, it just sort of, sort of happened really. But I, I didn't, 
sort of get the bug to do the Bob Graham. I just sort yeah. of was like, it's an opportunity and I'm, I'll see if I can do it. It wasn't so much as like proving to anybody. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll see if I can do it. Um, yeah. It's like just a challenge. Um, yeah, it went all right, <laughs> turns out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think after that I wasn't, like some people do a Bob Graham and they're like, oh, I could do ultra, I could do this ultra, I could do that yeah. ultra. Yeah. And I was like, well, still yeah. not, I'm still not bothered really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just do some, yeah. I, I, I actually thought, oh, I'm, I'm not bad at running. I'm, yeah. I might try the FRA. Yeah. English champs, like junior champs, because I've yeah. not really been doing them. So uh-huh. it sort of opened the door from running to from cycling, like from transitioning to running. Doing the Bob, you thought, yeah, I'll spend I'll be more right, time. Might, yeah. Yeah, I might be all right at running. <laughs> so, and also, like I say, I wasn't I wasn't particularly good at cycling. I wasn't okay. I wasn't really powerful at that age. It's a lot of short races, sprinting out of corners. I just just didn't have it. <laughs> if you give uh, me like okay. an Alp to climb, I would have been fine. Like yeah. family holidays to the Alps, I could cycle about Duez and. So you better go up the hill yeah, rather than like. Yeah, I could, I could, the I could just the churn churn out like churn out a decent cadence or bill in the time. Yeah, and also probably weighed nothing. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot easier, but then sprinting out of corners just, yeah, it wasn't for me. So, because uh, okay. the race is shorter, a lot of crit racing, it's dependent on that sprinting out of corners yeah. at that age. You didn't want to do like the hill climb jumps or something like on your bike? I think I did do Monsoil hill climb. Um, again, I just didn't have the power really. Yeah. I was light, but it's still like you still need a decent power. Better at the time trials. So I did a yeah. few, I think I did like the South Yorkshire junior time trial champs and like went on to do like the. 10 mile national junior champs but again like I wasn't anywhere noticeable <laughs> and you've been back to the bob yeah yeah so I've done it um ran it with Ollie Johnson in 2019 um so well my sister in this in the time between my sister had done a bob as well she's actually the youngest female I think still to have completed it yep 17 so um but yeah 2019 I <laughs> I bumped into Ollie in the co-op because he only works around the corner. Yeah. And um, instead of saying like, oh, how are you? It was, oh, how are you? Do you fancy doing a Bob Graham in a few weeks? <laughs> I was like, ah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, over the couple of weeks, it felt that, yeah, I'll go and do the Bob with you. <laughs> um, but Ollie wants to do it like fairly low key, just just with some road support, so his parents just did the road support. Oh, nice. Um, but he's still aiming for like a pretty brisk time. So oh, if, I, if I go with him, um, it means if I do the whole thing with him, he can actually get a certificate because you need someone to, to verify, tops, basically. Yeah. yeah, and because I'd done it before, I could verify him. Okay. Um, but I have to do the whole thing with him because he'd not organised. If I if I did half, yeah, I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm not. Don't fancy I'm not it. fussed about the rest. But you can go on. Like he would have done it. Like he, he didn't have he... a problem with that. He wouldn't have got a certificate for it, which was nice. Do you think he saw you and he thought Tom would do it? <laughs> Tom would do the whole thing, and then yeah. then mine will count. And I'll get. It. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he was. Bad. I don't think he was that bothered about a certificate. No. Really, I think he just wanted the experience do of, of doing the bob. And um, set off at like two a.m. and finished at. It was actually on the same weekend as a Dark Peak did okay. their usual um, Bob, so we, we just set off a lot later than them and finished about an hour later than in the end. So, okay, yeah. um, sort of caught them up in a way, but it meant yeah. that the atmosphere when but we finished was, was amazing nice. and like yeah. a lot of Dark Peakers there, and a lot of people were like, Oh, where have you been? It's like, Oh, we've just, just done a Bob, <laughs> you know, because like, yeah. we just didn't tell anybody, so we just rock up at the finish looking a bit tired, and they yeah. were like, What have you been doing? <laughs> 
Um, but no, that was, a, that was a really good day on the hill. That was like the perfect weather. Um, really nice day. Uh, yeah, and I, so I, since late that year, went on to run the Ramsey with Ollie as well and, and Lover. So, and that again was a, a really good adventure. So you've just got to do a paddy then? I did a paddy like in between the two. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> just um, slips in. Um, so yeah, all within like, I think it's 45-ish days. So That was 2019. 2019, yeah. When did you get injured? Um, I think it was mid, yeah, begin early 2020. Okay. So I did, I, I did the trigger in January 2020 and I, I was fine then, did well. Yeah, it's when, I think it, when it got to lockdown and working from home, I think I just did way too many miles on, <laughs> on hard surfaces and too hard. Like, yeah, I just... Uh, okay, what were you take doing the running from your door business? Yeah, I think... I think I'd done, I look back at my training, I think I'd done like a week and a half just doing 20k a day. Wow. Because like, you're working. Four odd minute k pace, like, just like an idiot. <laughs> just not Because you could. Yeah, just not really varied. Just, I mean, the effort wasn't too bad. It wasn't overly hard. It wasn't yeah. overly easy, but I think it was just relentless. Like, we doing there's it in no like, variety in the week. We were doing it in like one run as well, like, because that was the yep. rules. At okay yeah so in hindsight that was probably a stupid idea i mean i think i just knackered my achilles and yeah and then yeah that wasn't i mean that was the start of my injuries yeah um, <laughs> would you have a few um so yeah i ended up with tb but it wasn't um ideal so i, I had an antibiotics for that oh um, no and i think yeah i think at some point i ended up doing a lot of cycling yeah i think because of my achilles and then when I came back from cycling, my legs weren't conditioned to run very well. So my quads were just like knackered all the time, <laughs> cramping up. And then somewhere along this like two year period, I think I twisted my knee as well. Oh no. Which meant I was back on the bike again. Um, but then I didn't think the cycling was helping my twisted knee. So getting the balance right. But um, eventually it's all sort of cleared up. And um, I'm, Touching I'm, that not, I'm, not, I'm not injured. Yeah. Or ill. That was great. <laughs> had an operation on my nose as well, so that was great. Okay. Well, just yeah. to make yourself more handsome. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Got a podium nose. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it, um, yeah, basically my nose, like, um, was blocked on one side. Okay. Like, I can't go into too much detail. Yeah. Like, the cartilage. Yeah. Like, the, the nose had basically grown to one side. Oh, right. Um, and it had got to the point where it had basically just really hard to breathe through one nostril. Like, I wasn't running much at the time. I was sort of injured anyway, so I saw a doctor and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, we can, can fix that if you want it fixing. And had so a scan and everything and said, yeah, well, like, give it a go. <laughs> so, so you had all this, like, in, like, one year, like, TB. Yeah, injuries, yeah. Like, a year, 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 year and a half, two years, roughly. Like, yeah, just had a... A few years of not doing much competition and <laughs> sort of worrying, worrying what the next problem would be. Yeah. Um, and was that where you got on the Zwift, where this whole, like, I think excursion of our conversation went? Yeah, yeah, I think so, basically, yeah. That's, that's eventually slowly led me to, to Zwift, mainly yeah. the Achilles. I remember with my Achilles, I was getting on, I was getting on the turbo, but it wasn't Zwift at that point. It was a, an old, old school turbo that I'd had since I was 13, but I put it on that setting and just pedal and do what you want um which isn't isn't the most entertaining it's hard yeah i think i did actually at the time i did watch a film on i watched an entire like documentary and it was two hours and it's the longest i've ever spent my turbo was two hours um which looking back was still like even on zwift two hours is quite a quite a stint um but it's just more engaging with zwift but um started from that really i can't remember what i mean the bike is the like injured runner's friend isn't it yeah yeah, no, that's it. I um, yeah, so I got, I 
I got I got into it a bit, and as soon as I started running, like most runners, they're like, oh, fixed, it. like yeah, 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 stop, stop the cycling. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what happened, and then it's it's a really it's actually a really sad story, um, but I was I was I was gifted a bike, yeah, um, a time trial bike, a really nice one, um, which I, which is actually what I use on Zwift so almost, oh, okay. um, um, and I still haven't ridden it outside, and I need to, I need yeah. to actually. This time trial bike, it's like it's made. It's made for outside. It's it's made for headwinds and aero. Like it's, it. So I need to ride it, and I need to get to a time trial. And I need to put it to the test and really give it some beans and and put it through its paces. But um, so I was when I was out injured, I, I went out with Norton Wheelers a few times, which uh-huh. is like the local club that my dad's always ridden for, and I've always okay. ridden for. Yeah. And, um, it's not a massive club, and they used they used yeah. to be a lot a bit, lot bigger when they all they all used to compete for cyclocross and like yeah. national champs and stuff. But it's not it's not a club like you get nowadays, like the big big clubs um, like Sheffrek, and it's not really it's not got a sponsored team. It's just a it's yeah. just a local club. Um, okay. But yeah, I've always always been with them. Went out with them a few times and just yeah met met some met some different people. Um, and one of these was um, a guy called Richard Gray, who is. Um, I think he was a, a bet fifty, uh-huh. but for his age, like time trialing, was it was really good. Yeah, like, I think he was he was he was maybe breaking the top ten for his age nationally for like okay. ten mile TTs and apparently. But he had some good times, and um, I think it might be two years ago now. Um, he basically had a um, abdominal aortic aneurysm. Oh no! So yeah, yeah. Um, his basically his aorta and his stomach split bleeds massively, like really really bad, um, which he luckily like, sort of recovered from initially okay um but in in the recovery um they have to fix it eventually um which is a pretty big up horrible operation yeah mm. yeah and the chances aren't amazing so um sadly he, he actually died from that eventually um but he i've not met him loads of times really yeah. but i've met him at the norton cycle rides and talked to him about time trial and stuff basically it left me a bike Oh wow! Um, so that's amazing. So I've got this. Yeah, it's it's sad, but I've got this absolutely amazing time trial bike, and I think basically I wanted to really like put it through its paces and actually yeah. do a good time because I've not I've not time trial for started time trial for years. I wanted to get a good time and use this bike, and because I was injured running, I thought it's the perfect time to get trained on the bike. I actually got Zwift to train on the train bike. on the bike for the bike for the time trial. Um, which I've still I've still not done the time trial. I've done a yeah. virtual time trial. Yeah. Obviously, COVID and that, so um, I just need to actually go out and do it properly. But I think yeah, now I've now I've done more cycling. It I've sort of integrated it as part of my training, and it works quite well. It's just getting that balance right initially. Too much cycling, too much quad pain. <laughs> not not very good running. Um, yeah, and, and vice versa. So it's. It's just getting that balance right. So you're going quite hard on the bike sometimes, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the yeah, some of the sessions I've done on Zwift are horrible. They're <laughs> <laughs> really, but I think they're really finding a new kind of pain on them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like it's weird because I just can't get my heart rate that high running. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. And it seems to go higher on Zwift. Um, yeah. But I suppose you you can leave it all out there on Zwift and yeah, even more so than actually on a real bike outside yeah. because you can't well. It's, very difficult to fall off Swift. <laughs> you can really kill yourself, and I mean, you don't have to look for traffic or anything. You can you just shut your eyes and completely bury yourself. So you can that's true. You yeah, can that's really hurt point. yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> virtually. There you um, go. 
And if you're doing the right sessions, they can be really constructive. I mean, it just depends what your weaknesses are, really, I suppose. Like, I mean, if yeah, I, I, I quite like it because it's, it's not very high impact. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think you can get more training in the week. It doesn't have to be hard training, but yeah, you're just not smashing your legs on it. Like if you, well, or if you have already smashed your legs on a descent, like one day, like the next day, you can be like, oh, do you know what? I, I still need I to train aerobically, but I don't switch. really want to wreck my legs a bit more. So when your legs on the bike works really well. Everybody's different, but it's, I think it's like finding it a balance that works for you. Um, but no, I enjoy it. I think Richard will be happy enough that that bike's getting a put through its paces on a regular yeah, basis and yeah. you can do that time trial when the time comes. Yeah, yeah. So I think next year... I was walking up from Showerbell Road once and there was like some guy in on Zwift in his downstairs room with just this tiny little square window. Uh, Yeah, but I looked in and you could see this guy like gunning for it. And I was like, go on, (laughs) just giving him random like encouragement. He must have been like, another one. I mean, that's like sweaty. Yeah. I've got got my garage and just like, not not the front door, but the back door of the garage, just leave open, just put a fan in there. I remember doing the turbo in the house and it just got really warm. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit much. I, I had one set up in the kitchen once. That was, yeah. Not ideal. So, so you could like have a brew halfway around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop mid session. A bit of cake. <laughs> stop. Okay. Oh, you're, in the, you're in the right place for going for like long rides, really. Yeah, true. Yeah. Just out in the peaks, cruising around, and running. So. Yeah, no, it's been really good for running this year. We've had a couple of little runs, haven't we? There's like, where, where have we had? We had Lower Borodale. Yeah, Lower Borodale recce. It's good fun. You recce. <laughs> When I turned up. Half of it twice, <laughs> rather than the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to... Do you yeah. know what actually was quite funny is a lot of people got lost on that bit that I sort of... Double wrecked. Double wrecked, yeah. yeah. So it paid off. It was all tactical. Yeah. I wonder how many people went to the wrong Borrowdale there. <laughs> I can think of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if anybody did go to the wrong Borrowdale when uh, Bor- <laughs> wanting to do Lower Borrowdale Skyline, please uh, write in. I would much appreciate that. Or you're the only one. I went on a run with you on Sunday, which, a Sunday, not this Sunday, which was quite a dark peak run, really, wasn't it? You took us, like, around, but, and I say that by, like, you didn't pick all the, like, runnable bits of the peak. You, <laughs> <laughs> you picked the, the like, bits that had the most climbing, didn't we? Where we, we went up, when we went at Mam Hill, Mamtor, Mam Hill, Mamtor, and then we went up that, Mam- we went down the other side, and then we went up to, around the back of Ring and Rogers sort of area, didn't we? Yeah. And then we went up Grindsbrook, but not the not the tourist path. Yeah, we might have done. Oh yeah, I think it went went sort of up Running and Roger, and then to go down and up Grindslow. Yeah, and then went down Grindslow, and we sort of took a really Near maverick Sea. straight line up towards Brown Knoll. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. then we got, when we got some runnable bit in, and then <laughs> back back down Mantor. Yeah, yeah, that 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 climb up Brown Knoll is amazing. It's, yeah, there's some great terrain around there. Yeah, I know with Ollie recently uh, on on training, proper rough and yeah. steep, and it's a really good climb. So yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, but you quite like the rough, light, steep stuff as well, because yeah, you've got the, I think it's good for you. What's it? The dark dark peak, and they got a challenge like the Kinder Kinder dozen. dozen. Yeah, that's yeah, effectively just twelve climbs and descents All going around Kinder. Kinder. Yeah, um, so in a big, basically draws a big wonky star shape. Um, <laughs> 
But it's actually, for, for how repetitive it sounds, it's it's very diverse in what climbs you get. And you, you never over, you never sort of going up and down the same bit twice. Okay. Um, so it's it's a different climb each time. And it, sometimes it's a bit more runnable and other times it's a different descent each time. And eventually you end up back in Edale, well, if you start in Edale. Um yeah, it's a great route. I mean, it's, it was devised for Bob Graham training. Okay. Um, Who came up with that lovely little uh, number then? Oh, it's on the Dark Pete website. It, it, it might be Ken Jones. Okay. Um, maybe. Ken Jones definitely came up with the um, Kinder Killer. Okay. Which is um, a similar variation, um, but less, less climbs, more runnable. I think it effectively goes up the water courses. Okay. And down the spurs. Um, whereas the Kinder Dozen is just just climbs i mean it's just not cool looking climbs i'll yeah. go up to that we'll go up to that point i'll get down you've done them both yeah so I, yeah i've done the done the kinder dozen once uh i've done it i've actually only done the killer once um doing both in the same year um but yeah when i did the dozen sort of set out to try and break the record and <laughs> went, yeah. went for a hard one I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd probably need to revisit it i think um just, have you got the record then no? yeah still yeah yeah i think that's from uh that was from early 2019 as well 2019 okay. was a good year a few people have had a go at the Kinder Dozen record. It's, okay. uh, it's about four hours, 45 or something. Oh, wow. So yeah, early season sort of thing. I think I did it in like May sort of time. Okay. So it was getting dry, but the bracken wasn't up yet. Yeah. So it's, it's a good balance. Josh, Josh is our friend. Josh is always saying I should do one because he thinks I should call it a Baker's Dozen. But that would be... There is a Baker's Dozen, yeah. That would be 13, wouldn't it? Yeah, there is a route like that. Yeah, somebody's already done it. <laughs> Yeah, it's on the Dark Pete website somewhere again. Like, yeah. I think some, someone's definitely done, added an extra climb on and done a baker's dozen. That's that's for you. You need to get that record. Yeah. Um, Josh Josh actually still hasn't done a kinder dozen. So, oh, shame him. Um, yeah, shame on um, you, Josh. Just despite despite him telling you to do a kinder dozen. Yeah. That, that, maybe you could do it with him and he, you could just, oh, he could just send you off on the last one. Because doesn't, you can be like, That'd be heartbreaking. Get, get your pint in. <laughs> when you're back. You imagine that, like, you've done something like that and then, like, your mate just stops and you're like, I yeah. suppose I've got one more. Off your, off your trot. <laughs> yeah. Look at us bridging the uh, Topley and the uh, Dark Peak. I mean, it's a bitter rivalry, isn't it? You should just join join Dark Peak. <laughs> save us a lot of hassle. <laughs> save us a lot of conflict here. <laughs> I think it would cause a lot of hassle. <laughs> you don't have to organise your relay teams anymore. Oh god. <laughs> nah, it's Totley's a special club. We've got we've got something special there. It's a special place in my heart, definitely. <laughs> it's uh it's been good as well because like we've managed to take I think we must have at one point I think we had six top leads at a fell chance race. And because cause the thing with top leads is just to half, score for like a. Oh no, because we're all team. over different categories oh. a little bit. But like, it was just good to get that those, those people out yeah. on the road. And I think like, and don't take offense at this, when I was looking at clubs, I, I think it's like, it probably is a well meaning line on your website, but there's something on there that sort of says like, if you can't keep up, you'll kind of be dropped or something like that. And I was like, well, I can't navigate. <laughs> I'm a accident. I'm, am I accident prone? I've broken four. I've had four wrist fractures. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, I don't know. And then obviously like the way I actually ended up in Totley is I, I used to hang around front runner. I made friends with Steve. 
Um, yeah. And Steve took me under his wing, and uh, and it's been yeah, it's been a great club for me. Like socially, running took me to the fells. But yeah, there was that there was that little thing that I was like, oh, I don't know. Dark Peak sounds a bit. Maybe it's the word dark. Like, yeah. Sounds a bit like a bit militant. Yeah, um, <laughs> a bit scary. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, we, this club's definitely had a reputation, especially in the past, of just yeah. having people turn up and just say, like, "Oh, this is the club run." Yeah, let's go. And, and honestly, you just not see people again. Well, um, like not just on that run, but obviously <laughs> yeah. they don't come back. <laughs> Still missing persons. Warrants out. Um, no, we, we usually made sure everyone was back. Um, yeah, but there were there was definitely occasions where people have come back, um, collected their stuff out the club up, and that's it. <laughs> We've never seen that they've just not come back. Yeah. Um, but I think in the last few years, we've definitely been more accommodating. Yeah. Uh, a bit more of an old guys approach to the club runs and. Yeah, friendlier groups and stuff so yeah. I think if, pe- if people are looking at joining Dark Peak I suppose it's not it's definitely not as um, yeah scary yeah scary <laughs> as, it, it, as it used to be um, I think that's because we've just got more more, young, more younger people as well yeah. we've, we've got more people that stand different sort of um, abilities um, yeah and once you've got that base of different abilities it's quite easy to sort of break into sort of different groups and different paces and then it's more accommodating rather than just yeah. having that one group and then the three straddlers at the back and the three faster people at the front and everybody in the middle just trying to trying to get their own way exactly um, just having them like segregated groups where people feel comfortable yeah um, has worked way better and I think basically COVID helped with that because we had to log yeah we had to log who was there uh-huh. and at one point we had to run in groups of six yeah so we're forced to split into groups, and so sure. people are automatically filtered out. And I think as a hangover of that, it sort of formed us into like I think most of the time you have either a slow, medium, or fast group on yeah. a Wednesday. So it's it's just it's a lot more manageable. Um, yeah. And I think everybody, a lot everybody gets a better run out of it. Yeah. Um, especially if you're a new person and you don't know what group to go in, or you're you're sort of wanting to progress. I suppose it gives people you you need that base and that setup, and the that you need that number of people to come so that you can do that so. i think the numbers help don't they and i think that's yeah that's such a like good point and because because you can you can kind of like appreciate why someone might be like if you give <laughs> give the tagline you can't keep up you get dropped <laughs> <laughs> and you're one of those guys you know if you if you want a training run like you personally tom and then <laughs> and then like you know you, you you're carrying somebody who who I don't know would be you know five ten minutes behind you on that run then it, it it I think you know you can mix paces in running yeah. but regularly it can get you might not get like say everyone gets something better yeah. if you've got yeah. I mean we'd never leave groups. someone on the hill like I, yeah when I, when whenever, I, whenever, <laughs> <laughs> now I've grown to be more responsible <laughs> Try not to leave people on the hill yeah, yeah. lost. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's actually happened. No, especially not that often anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's not that we're trying to drop people. Um, no. But it yeah, occasionally somebody will go in the wrong group and you end up with a, a similar situation. You've yeah. just got to be like, well, like, well, I'm not going to leave you. I'll get yeah. you back. Like, yeah, somebody will stay even if it's not the whole group. But it's. Because it's having that balance, and it and and if you've got the like resources with you know a, a group slower groups faster groups, then it does make 
it makes the whole sport more accessible, doesn't it? Because that's the thing with foul running. It, there are bits that for people who 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 weren't dragged around the gallop at ten. <laughs> <laughs> I think my dad would object to have dragged. I mean. <laughs> yeah, you are right. How could I protect that? That was the sole point about the Bob Graham. I think when I did it when I was sixteen, it was yeah. sort of quite a few. Um, I think quite a few complaints saying that oh who, how yeah. how could you drag like a. Sixteen-year-old. Like, wanted to do it. Um, I think, yeah. I think my dad used the analogy of. Um, I mean, it's it's very true. Um, if I can't get him to tidy his bedroom, how am I getting him to get him to run around the Bob Graham? Pretty fair, really. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Yeah, you, you just don't, you can't do anything like that if you don't want to. Like no. you just. Um, yeah, definitely wasn't dragged. So what's next then? Tom, what you got coming up? Um, I've got the arm next weekend. Yeah, so you're running with Ollie and with your your packs loaded. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, Ollie Johnson who I've done the done the Bob yeah. with and the Ramsey. So um, been entered for a few years now, but it's been cancelled or I've been injured and then it's yeah. got flooded. So actually, we've we've managed to carry our entry over for a good two years at least. <laughs> um, so we're both we're both pretty fit. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, you can't. Nice. Where is it? Wangdale. Oh right. So um, it's it's going to be a good one. The last time it was in like well, it was meant to be in Langdale last year, and it got flooded, and then um, the tent blew away. Yeah. The event centre, so they had pretty horrendous weather, and the last time it was in Langdale, it was the 50th anniversary, which was actually the first time I did. That was horrendous as well. <laughs> um, really high winds, horrible day one, and then the route was really long, like nine and a half hours roughly. So for day one. And you had to do a day of that. Um, so hopefully the route will be an appropriate or a more appropriate length. But um, yeah, I don't know. You, you never know. No. Um, you share the nav on that or do Ollie tend to lead it? Or? It'll be mainly Ollie. It's not as high octane as... Um, Fell like, relays nav. Fell like, relays yes. or interior <laughs> nav. So you get a good mix in mountain marathons. So it's, it's a lot of route choice. Is that then, hard though? Because like if... If you know you're someone who's just really, really good at orienteering, and even if you were like, I'll give you an hour off, Ollie, if you just went slightly wrong, you feel like the pressure of that. Oh, they don't, they don't switch off. They yeah. always know where they are on the map. Do they? So, yeah. That's the key. I mean, that's that's the thing, though. Like, I'll, I think I'll probably be keeping an eye on the map. Yeah. So I'll, I'll roughly know where I am. Yeah. And I think I'm at the point now where I'm all right with route choice. Yeah. So, like, getting from A to B. I can say, oh, I think we're better going high, or better drop into the valley, or better going straight. Yeah. Curve around here, like I'm, I'm not too bad at that. What I'm really bad at is finding the control when I'm like in the vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> so blame my eyes, but um, I just really rubbish at micro nav. So like find this boulder in a boulder field. I'll be like, no, no idea, mate. There's a boulder there, and I'm in a boulder field. You got to the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got this close. Like, this is what it'd be like. I'd be like, we've got this close. Over to you, mate. Like, That's what it was hilarious <laughs> doing that like, nav- navigation thing I was doing yesterday. It was just like, I'd get where I thought, I'm, I'm within... Yeah, within the general area. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> right now, I'm just going to stumble around for a little bit. And hopefully, yeah. I, I come across. Yeah, I'm in the right it. field now. I'm just going to find this post or a yeah. rock. Or I was just laughing because I was like, the, the chances of me stumbling on this just seem ridiculous. I don't know how I've done. I kept doing it really quickly when I actually got to the right place. Yeah, I mean, it's different. Yeah, I think that's like <laughs> there's two different types of navigation. There's that like, yeah. what I call like full runners navigation, which is like route choice between 
obvious points. So like this summit and that valley or this summit and that summit, like it's finding the best way to get from A to B. Okay, yeah. And then you've got like the orienteering navigation, which is okay. like you've got to find the best way to get from A to B. And also you've got to find B. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's somewhere yeah. there. <laughs> so what's the worst experience you've had fell running? Oh, I don't know really. Um, I mean, there's some. There's been some bad conditions. I mean, tried a winter bog game and had hail, sideways hail for the entirety of leg two. Um, that sounds in the yeah, dark. Not nice. Which was a lot of running with my my hand next to my face um, with you, a big glove on. Did you have support? No, solo, unsupported. Oh wow! In winter, yeah, it was just a lot of hurt. <laughs> um, it was a lot of hiding behind rocks and eating as much food as you could running again until you found another decent rock that you could eat behind so it wasn't interesting it wasn't yeah I suppose that's just it's just the conditions there I mean it's not it's not particularly a, a bad experience um, yeah I'm not I'm not too sure really uh, it's not there's no, there's no horrendous standout experiences um, apart from like the obvious rolling your ankle and just yeah. being like oh bollocks <laughs> yeah Okay, those stupid stories. There was something you were telling me about one where your dad was chasing after you or something through a farmer's field or something. I can't remember quite. Ah, uh, yeah. I uh, went on a recce. Um, <laughs> Reckied um, Grisdale Horseshoe when it, before it was a champs race. Yeah. Uh, I think it was after the Great Lakes again in 2019. Um, <laughs> and um, a few of us were recce, like a few dark peat lads, Josh, Pete, Pete Davis. Maybe somebody else. Um, might have been, might have been Max Wainwright. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, basically, I think um, you sort of run across the valley at one point. Yeah. And um, which you shouldn't do when it's not race day. Um, <laughs> but it's like an obvious track. It just cuts through a field. Yeah. And um, it's between one like public right of way and another. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, oh, gates are open. We'll just get across. Like, we're so going all the way around to the bridge. And um, at this point, we'd already done like half, but this on the way back. So my dad had got to the top of Hellbell and decided, oh, I'm not, not running with you lads, you do yeah. fast. I'll, I'll head back to the car. So cut across the stream, started running down the track on the other side. We're like, oh, have some food. So we're like, nibbling away on whatever's so they found in our bum bags, like huge grain bar, whatever. And then there's this shouting behind us. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, it's the farmer. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going across his land. Gun it, gun it, lads. So chucking down our food, just absolutely rising down the track, <laughs> all like, shit, 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 gonna get gonna get busted here. And then the race route goes straight up a bank. Yeah. And this guy's just shouting, like, just shouting at us. And I'm like, oh, it's definitely getting closer. He's running, like he's running after us. This is mad. So we just head up this bank, and because mm. it because it going up steep hill now, it like foreshortens. So he sort yeah. of catches us up, and well, I think Josh turns around or Pete and just went, "Sorry, is that your dad?" <laughs> <laughs> so we. Why was he chasing you? Because he'd been shouting Tom. Okay. And nobody did that. So <laughs> you just thought you were getting so bollocked. So we thought we were getting bollocked for running across his fields and we basically just run away from my dad and my dad's on the other end of this going, Why the fuck are they running away from me? Like, what are they doing? So we've just 
Yeah, we've just come. Yeah, but so basically, my my dad driven us up for the entire weekend, and driven us back down, and like ferried us around for the weekend, and and we've just seen him and gone, gone it, um, <laughs> and then ran off. So and we're all knackered halfway up this hill. Yeah, and my dad's like even more knackered. <laughs> going, what are you doing? Why have you run away? Um, <laughs> and he had the car keys. Um, so yeah, it was just a a case of a mistaken identity. <laughs> but also, in my defence. My eyes aren't very good, and I couldn't see it was my dad. Okay. But I don't know what farmers wear race vests either. So, um, <laughs> I think we're all to blame, but the fact that it was my dad, I got most of the blame. Got most um, of the stick. But yeah, I, was, I nearly won an award for that. Um, what award would that have been? The Pertex Award for Incompetence on the Hill. Is that lovely? Um, the Pertex Award. We have a lost sheep, which I'm getting a, a sim- bit concerned. A similar, in, a similar incompetence award. A bit concerned it might be heading my way. After yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's, yeah, luckily I didn't win it that year. There's there's much yeah. worse. It's worse than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've, you've kept a pretty clean, like, coffee, coffee book or whatever they call it. Yeah. No, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely people that deserve that more, um, especially this year as well. If you could go for tea with a foul running legend, who would it be and what would you have for tea? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. Whose chat would be the best? Who's foul running legend? Um, oh. We'll run out of legends. I've met, I've met quite, met quite <laughs> a few foul running legends. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's going to international or... Well, in Switzerland this year, we had yeah. Finley Wilde over for tea. Yeah. He's a thorough running legend. Yeah. He cooked us tea. Nice. So that's even better. That's, that's, that's the winner, really, isn't it? It was great. Red wine. <laughs> Glass of red with Finley Wilde. He brought the wine as well. He won it. So. What did he cook you? Oh. Well, he'd be angry if I'd forgotten. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was probably carbs and chilli bolognese or something like that. I think... Probably chilli and rice. Chilli and rice. I think. A bit of cheese? Probably, yeah. Yeah, we had cheese. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's, he knows how to deliver yeah, that. In our, in our little Swiss um, apartment. Oh, well, that's good. It's yeah, good. I like that. Yeah, I mean... Cheesy chilli with Finley Wild and not, a glass of red. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, it's not theoretical. It actually happens. So yeah, yeah. I suppose that's better, really. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was that good. You'd have it again, even though you couldn't quite remember what was served. <laughs> 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 Food wasn't relevant. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if there's anything you want to have a shout out of, if there's anything more you wanted to say on the relays, I mean, it was very good performance. But do you know where it is next year? I think it's fairly public knowledge. Keswick okay. are organising. Ah, okay. Um, but I don't know where it'll be. I mean, it'll cool. be in the lakes, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're not going to organise it down in Norwich, are they? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so, hazard a guess. Potentially, like, Throwcold cricket yeah. club sort of area, yeah. and over like Cloughhead. Um, I suppose that it's got some good terrain, some some good options for mm-hmm. different legs. Um, but yeah, anywhere near Keswick, really. Totally, will have a senior men's team. You're about. entering it now. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we enter in advance? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think there's there's much else really. I mean, yeah, still a bit drained from the relays to be honest. Definitely do a um, do a rest after the on plan next year. Yeah, looking forward to it. Nice, Tom. Well, I'll call it there. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks for coming on the Bakefoot. Yeah, I will cheers. deliver you a small cake in uh, payment. <laughs> and thank you for the cookies. And uh, yeah, see you for a run. Thanks.
been good. So for fell running news, I'm just going to be swinging through the uh, British Hill and Fell Relay Championships uh, results from the 15th of October. As uh, Tom was here to talk about, we had the Dark Peak men's team in first, second were the Matlock men and third were the Oak Hills men's team. That was the Japs. In the women's, we had Ambleside senior women taking a strong win there. Carnethy women and the Dark Peak women's A-team were third. At the Vet 40s, we had Calder Valley, followed by Wharfdale Oldish men and Carnethy male Vet 40s. Totley were eighth in that category. Excellent entry of a team there. And we had the Vet 40 women. We had Hunters Bog Trotters. We had Irie Fast and Furious. And the Calder Valley Ladies Vet 40s in third. The Vet 50 men were Borrowdale, followed by Dark Peak, followed by Carnethy. We had the Dark Peak ladies, as Tom had said as well, in first, followed by Ambleside in the Vet 50 women's. The mixed was taken home by Edinburgh University Hound and Hare, sorry, Hare and Hounds mixed. Dark Peak mixed was second. Carnethy mixed was third. And in the Vet 60s Opens, Clayton Vets were the winners. The Holmfirth Ale Stars, with a fantastic name there, were in second. And the Westies Vet 60s were third. So if anyone has any more news, then please uh, do share. Next up on the pod, we've got um, fell running champion Matt Elkington. And we'll be looking for more guests after speaking with him. As always, you can contact us on Instagram or by email to onthebackfootpod, or one word that is, at gmail.com. This next poem that I'm reading to Men Fell Relays champion Captain Tom is called Teams. Keswick, Matlock, some fast runners in that lot. Helm Hill, Ambleside, wearing your vest with pride. Calder Valley, Dark Peak, what's this fell running of which you speak? Pennine, Pudsey and Bramley, I guess we're all one happy family. Horwich, Totley, on the fells be careful not to drop your car key. Ilkley, Cheshire, don't crumble under the pressure. Durham, Northern Fells, it's strength in depth that excels. Todmorden, Wharfdale, every run a new tale. Chorley Bakers, Clayton Lee Moores. Never ones to stay indoors. Friendships, dreams. That's why we sign up for relay teams. There we go. I quite like it. It's, it's all right, that. <laughs> it's all right. And just before I sign out, I thought for the uh, audio files of you out there, and that's uh, people who are really interested in sound quality, not Mike the MP3 or Warren the WAV. Uh, I treated myself to a new microphone, but unfortunately that didn't arrive until after the interview. So hopefully from now on I should be getting the sound levels about right. And that just leaves me to say, whoever you are, wherever you are, 
whether you're running out on the trails or on the road, have a great time and I look forward to speaking to you soon. about running we talked about other things too thank you for joining we hope you enjoyed it that was on the bait foot